Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's episode, I speak to comic book writer and insightful individual Zach Kaplan about what comics he would take into the apocalypse. But before we get into it, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Comic Scene. An award-winning magazine, Comic Scene is available digitally and in print in the UK, Ireland, Australia, Canada and the good old USA. Available by post, issue 14 of Comic Scene is out now and their biggest issue yet. In conjunction with Pipe Dream Comics, it contains reviews and signposts of every Indian small press comic you should own. There's also an exclusive interview with Pat Mills on Space Warp and bonus pages from the new comic anthology Shift. Stocks are limited, but get your copy today at www.getmycomics.com forward slash comic scene. Also, on a side note, uh, last week I launched my sixth Kickstarter, Access Denied, which is a one-shot sci-fi adventure comic about forbidden love between an android from Mars and a human from Earth. If you like that idea, uh, then be sure to check it out on Kickstarter today via signalcomics.com forward slash access, or simply click the link in the show notes. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Zach Kaplan. How's it going? Good, how are you? Yeah, all good, man. It's been it's been a pretty productive day for me, work-wise, now that my uh, my little one's gone back to nursery um, after kind of lockdown easing, basically. How's your day been? Good, although I have not had that luxury. We're still uh, here in California. We have not had that happen yet, so I got uh, two at home myself, but uh, but still managing to get some some comics made and uh, and uh, and doing good, doing good for the most part, ah. so... Absolutely. From from what I've seen, um, you've been very busy, for sure. And and being a fan of your of your previous work, that being Eclipse and um, Port of Earth and the like, um, for for the listeners who haven't come across your work just yet, uh, what do you do in the world of comics? Uh, I'm a writer. I write comics, and uh, I got in back in. Um, Right at the tail end of 2016, uh, I, I had my first comic Eclipse come out through Image Top Cow, and uh, Eclipse is a, a post-apocalyptic uh, detective th- action thriller about a world where the sun will burn you alive if you go outside, uh, which kind of makes us appreciate our own environment just a little bit more. And, uh, and then uh, I came out with Port of Earth uh, a year or so later, which was... Uh, uh, a twist on the uh, ever so populated alien arrival stories, but this said, well, what if they didn't come to blow us up like they always do? They came with a business deal, and uh, yeah. and then I did uh, lost. That's what drew me in. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a pretty relevant uh, topic right now to to look at the kind of the nature of capitalism and and um, humanity and how we respond to certain um, challenges. So I, I took an alien arrival and looked at it through that lens and then lost it explorers uh was my third that came out about a um, god i've lost track of time a year and a half two years ago and that was um a group of uh, that was my kind of homage to goonies a group of uh teenagers in modern new york go looking for a lost city in the uh, uh subterranean world of manhattan um and then uh, i just came out with uh join the future um 
which came out in March through Aftershock Comics. And uh, we just returned because uh, all of comics took a bit of hiatus with the with the pandemic. Mm. And so uh, we came back uh, just yesterday with issue two. Yeah, man. Really excited for this. I'm really excited to see where it, where it goes. Thank you. Because it started off really well. So thank you for, for coming up with another fantastic premise, <laughs> which you seem to be a dab hand at, as we'd say. Um, and uh, where where can uh, people find you online? I'm on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Always at Zach Cap, Z A C K K A P S. Um, and yeah, if anybody is interested in my work or has read my work and wants to talk about it, just reach out. Definitely, and those those links are in the show notes, folks. So you can uh, click through now and check out Zach's uh, Twitter feed and whatnot as we as we're talking. Uh, now, all of that aside, Zach, um, unfortunately, I have some bad news for you, um, <laughs> and that is, <laughs> yeah, on top of everything else, um, that is that. Um, unfortunately, we have uh, had some aliens invade Earth. On top of what's going on, and it's it's not the bi- it's not the business type. It's not Port of Earth style, unfortunately. It is kind of Independence Day style. Um, so my question for you is: What is your action plan for survival? My action plan to survive the alien invasion. Um, I don't know that. I have a very optimistic view that we can survive the alien invasion. Uh, I kind of subscribe to a lot of the the scientists that say if that were to ever happen, uh, we would be ants to to that. Um, But I think that I would probably just go uh, take my family as far as I could possibly uh, go out into... uh, Death Valley or uh, one of the most unpopulated parts of the of the country here in um, the southwest uh, area and and just drive to get as far away as I could from all other people uh, and uh, and try to last it out as long as I could. Um, I think it would I don't think that uh, uh, I think my my uh, inevitably it would just be about delaying the inevitable rather than. Um, <laughs> rather than surviving, but I think that would my, my plan would be to uh, run and hide <laughs> as a as a, yeah. a coward. You guys can all fight the resistance without me. I'm out. So uh, um, I have two young kids. I'm, I'm going off to the mountains. That would be my plan. Nice. And and how young, if you don't mind me asking? I have a five year old and a two year old. So um, um, awesome. I guess preschool preschool uh, age. So definitely not able to definitely um, not able to uh, all those movies where they t- where they have young children and they tell the young children to be quiet while the aliens go casually by the window. Uh, that's not that's not yeah. feasible. It's you cannot do that. So <laughs> no, Shh, be quiet. Why? Why? Be, you can't do it. We're all gonna die. What's out there? I see lights. I don't like that. Yes, I, we don't. None of us like it. Yeah, it would not. It would not. So you got to get away. You got to get as far away as possible. So, uh, um, absolutely. Yeah, that I get. That would be the luck. But I'm not very. I, okay, I, I'm yeah. not very. That was one of the things with Port of Earth was that I think that if they wanted to invade, it would not be much of a of a fight. So what's interesting is what they, no. they did. But uh, that's my my answer. Run and hide. 
up in the mountains. Nice, man. Um, And uh, once you're up in the mountains and the kids are asleep, uh, you and your partner get talking about comics. um, And around the campfire, um, your partner asks you, uh, what's the first comic you remember enjoying? Well, I, I read a lot of like, I do remember reading and collecting X-Men and G.I. Joe early on because I was watching Saturday morning cartoons. But I think the first comic that I read that I wasn't watching a cartoon based off of that kind of made me think more about comics was um, Spawn. And I, I got cool. into that right when it started. Uh, I think I, I, I have issue five or so on. And I remember wow. just kind of... Um, that was what kind of hooked me into comics as something different than, than a, a cross platform kind of, I've already seen this. I, you know, I hadn't seen spun anywhere else. And that was, that was something that I really remember uh, being a big fan of. Yeah. So spawn. And how old were you at that, at that time? Sorry. Um, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, I guess we could figure out the math in terms of what year Spawn came out, but I must have been <laughs> eight or ten or, or twelve, something in there, eight, ten, or twelve, oh, cool. or something. Like and was that. that at your? That must have been at your local comic book shop. It was. I, it was yeah, that. I, I had, yeah. you know, I had started with Saturday morning cartoons, and I had gone to go mm-hmm. check out some comics and pick up the things that I knew, like you know, Wolverine and X Men and GI Joe and stuff like that. Uh, very 80s and then there was some, this new thing that looked like maybe I shouldn't be reading it but maybe it was really cool yeah. and uh, I can't remember if the shop owner suggested it or how it came into my hands but uh, uh, yeah I picked up Spawn then I remember reading The Max and a couple of other things like that back in that era and um, but yeah Spawn was definitely what I, I first remember as a comic draw you in that's awesome. Um, and so uh, at that time, do you, do you think that you kind of had a realization that there were actual creators behind these comics or do you think no, it just I, kind of magically appears? Even, <laughs> even through college, uh, I didn't realize yeah. it until I got out of college and I, I actually got away from comics and uh, tried to find uh, other, other interests. And then I kind of came back to comics right out after college and, and fell in love with them all over again. And that was in the early 2000s and right around um, Vertigo and Wildstorm and um, when when creator-owned comics were really um, doing some amazing things. And that was when I started to kind of go, when it wasn't just superheroes or things I'd seen in other media. Uh, and I went, oh, wow, mm. uh, and fell in love. Yeah. That's awesome. And so from that point, did you start to think, oh, maybe I should give it a go myself i did or, yeah yeah i yeah. did although i didn't really know how um but i yeah. kind of thought this would be really cool to do i really liked the medium and i really liked it and i i i wasn't sure how to do that um i was pursuing um writing for film and tv and, and any way i could write at all and it just became one more aspiration to to, to one day do um so so yeah, That's I did awesome. that. And I, so how I, did how, how did the opportunity with Image and and Top Cow come come about? I pitched for many years, many different comics, yeah. and uh, you know nothing ever caught. And then uh, just got this, you know, uh, 
fingernail through the door where um, um, Top Cow um, was willing to take a look at, at, at something of mine. Um, I had written enough film and TV scripts that, and had some things happen, nothing that got made, but enough that, you know, I could write. And I, I had had some stuff happen and I was interested in comics and, and Matt Hawkins said he would take a look at, um, you know, something from me. And I put together a very detailed pitch about Eclipse and uh, and I don't know, he, he said, um, it, this is interesting to me. And he decided to give it a chance. And he said, let's just do a, a four issue miniseries. Um, I think it was way, his way of just, you know, doing something with me and mm -hmm. um and eclipse um you know uh, came out and, and did very very well it was a big hit and uh you know he he kind of said let's do more eclipse and 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 then as eclipse kept going and kept doing well he kind of said what what else you got and that was my chance to to do port of earth so i kind of fell into image through top cow and, and matt hawkins giving me a shot and um and and for myself being a new image writer as my first book so it was a it was kind of a dream come true absolutely that's amazing that's so cool um but uh you clearly put the work in and it, and it paid yeah, off I worked, and i and i pitched for many years it's kind of uh you know it, it all looks easy no one sees all the hard work and all the tries exactly. um, um when it you know seven so. year overnight success people correct. say don't they correct <laughs> Or, or, or yeah. yeah, 10 or 15 or 20, you know, just yes, to, even, yeah. yeah, exactly. Excellent. Uh, so, uh, moving on to our next question, uh, what's the funniest or comic that made you laugh out loud the most? I'm going to answer some of these kind of just right now at what comes to me. And I'm assuming you're asking more like, I mean, cause I always like when I was a kid laughed a ton at things like Calvin and Hobbes and Garfield, but we're, if we're talking about real, uh, about, um, graphic novels and, and, and the, 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 the form that I write in one of the funniest mm. ones that, that got me just a couple of years ago that continually, um, I enjoy a shirtless bear fire fighter. Um, I just think that right. one is funny as, and, and I, I, it seems like a Rick and Morty, uh, irreverent <laughs> animated comedy in in comic form. Um, I'm a big fan of that one. Um, um, Shirtless Bear Fire. Have you read that? I haven't, and that sounds just awesome. <laughs> just the it's title the is most great. Campiest thing ever. The 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 bear grew. He was a bear, and he lived in the woods with the bears. And then he he leaves the bears at a very young age. He's kicked out in this kind of a Hamlet Macbethian kind of uh, issue where his father is killed by the uncle and he, he goes to live with the humans. And, oh no, he's a human, um, but he's a bear fighter. And so he goes to, yeah. anyway, I've, I've forgotten the setup, but it's something ridiculously, uh, he's, um, he goes to live with the bears, I think. And then, um, and then he's kind of this action hero who fights bears and then he goes into retirement and then he has to come back and save the world. It's just the most over the top thing. You know, it's just really kind of so, so outlandish that it's brilliant. And um, it, it does feel like a, a kind of, and it's actually really um, deep character stuff once you get into it. So I remember just, just <laughs> loving that one. So that was, uh, but you know, there's not That's a lot of comedy in, uh, in comics. Um, there's a little bit, but um 
kind of irreverent, you know, laugh out, laugh out loud comedy. Not a lot, but I'll put me down for shirtless bear fighter. It's tough, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I, I was just uh, going on the image website there and just the, the first couple of sentences on the, on the synopsis there, after being betrayed by the bears that raised him, the legendary shirtless bear fighter wanders the forest. He's sworn to protect fist fighting bears, eating flapjacks and being the angriest man the world has ever known. That just sounds fun. He also he also walks around completely naked with his giant uh, uh, hanging out, and uh, it's just funny. Um, (laughs) I mean, actually, it would be funny to do a live action too. It's just a great, great, hilarious setup. Uh, It's got this kind of like '80s action hero kind of um, mm-hmm. element to it, you know, because he's I the angry that. action hero who doesn't want to fight the bears, but he sometimes needs to fight the bears, but he also loves the bears. And it's just, you know, it is over the top, but funny. Very, very funny. That's great, man. Uh, now, uh, unfortunately, changing gears, um, the next question that we ask is, what's the saddest or most upsetting comic that you've read? That was a tough one, too, but... Um, a really sad comic. You know, I think one of the things that uh, I am most afraid about is losing my own uh, mental capabilities. And I think God Country was a pretty um, bittersweet um, and tragic uh, story. It's a story about an, uh, an older man who has amnesia. And uh, Mm. it it was one of the comics that really put Donnie on the map. And I thought that one was, it was, it it, it was a very, I don't know. I'm using the word maybe a more emotional, but I thought that was a pretty emotional um, comic. I was very impressed in terms of something that in a very short period of time, it was only a mini series could, could get you. So I think, um, yeah, put me down for, for, for God country. For good country absolutely um yeah i mean just lo- lo- losing your mental faculties is yeah it's certainly just it's terrifying isn't it i can can imagine it and I've, I've i've had um kind of distant relatives that have um had kind of their their mothers and things kind of lose uh their mental um fitness and uh, no yeah it's just really sad to hear about those experiences yeah, I mean, he the the God Country. He's a like a god, uh, a warrior of, of the gods, but he's got amnesia. Yeah. And now he lives on Earth, and he he, uh, and it's just it's a kind of a, an, a, a that was a very kind of um, interesting way to 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 get into a character and deal with amnesia. I haven't seen comic many comics that do that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that was a. That was a, that was a bit sad or upsetting. I don't know. What are some of the other answers you've you've come across as sad or upsetting comics? Uh, usually, like often ones are uh, Mouse. Oh yeah, um, Arch Beagleman, um, and uh, Ro- Rosalie Lightning. I don't know if you've seen that I one at all. No, so Mouse is like intending to make you sad, like. Yes. I find yeah. it easier to not be upset if I go to see something like Schindler's List or Read Mouse because I know that it's going to make me upset. So I don't yeah. know why yeah, yeah. I'm less surprised about my own being upset. So I think that's why something like God Country, where I didn't expect 
to go, oh, this is bitter. Like, oh, this is this is sad in a little way. Like, although I was also highly yeah. entertaining. So, um, yeah. At the same time. Yeah. But no, it's a great answer. There's not a lot of uber depressing comics. Most people make comics to, uh, to escape, but uh, <laughs> it's an interesting quote. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Uh, now, uh, moving on to our next question. Uh, what's the scariest or most horrifying comic that you've read? Don't read a lot of scary comics. It's scary. Or horrifying. Or you can you can kind of just think of like a, a horrifying uh, moment in a in a comic book, or just a particular image that kind of crops up in your mind that seems horrifying. Like when you first saw it, when you first turned that page, and you thought, "Whoa, that's pretty horrific." This is a tricky one for me. I don't read a lot of horror and a lot of right. scary comics, um, so I, I had a hard time. Uh, with thinking about this one, but I might have to come back to this is, this is one that really stumps me. I'm looking at my library as I think about it. Yeah. Uh, But I just don't, I don't read a lot of scary, scary stuff. I'm thinking like Ed Brubaker's Kill or Be Killed or Jeff Lemire, um, Mm -hmm. uh, Gideon Falls. I mean, those are kind of horror, but they don't really, they haven't, they don't really get me. And I don't read anything that's like grotesque or just like gruesome or scary. Um, so I'm trying to, um, I'm, I'm not sure. I, you know, I never got into anything, any of like the horror adaptations, like, like Hellblazer, that kind of thing in terms of comics. Um, what are some of the things people say in terms of the scariest comics that they, they've it, it can It can actually quite vary um, on, on this question, but but often Junji uh, Ito comes up quite a lot. <laughs> um, he's, he's, he's got some uh, absolutely... Yeah, if you haven't read that, then um, yeah, that, that would horrify you. Some of the stuff that he, he draws is, um, and writes... Uh, is pretty horrific, <laughs> um, but also things like uh, Arkham Asylum um, has come up just like in terms of like being like really kind of horrifying, like to to, to read, um, and and even The Walking Dead as well actually. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I came to The Walking Dead the comic after no, um, no. Actually, I might have read it with the series coming on, but it never got me. Um, yeah. I might have to bust on this one. You, uh, you, the deal yeah, might, no worries, man. You might have to take the the uh, the one on this one. I I'm not. I don't read enough horror, scary stuff to. Uh, um, but uh, you know, I, I I I will say a a great horror comic just that I appreciate is Infidel. Um, that's a new one yes. out by uh, uh, Porn Sack. Uh, and uh, we had Aaron, him on a few weeks ago, actually. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a great comic a great horror yeah. comic i didn't i didn't it didn't scare me um but i found it entire very thought-provoking and i really appreciated yeah. that and um and so that was a really interesting use of using the horror genre to 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 explore very timely and and, and relevant um subject matter i just thought that was yeah, very, certainly yeah so 
that was a, a satisfying horror comic. <laughs> if I could, yeah, cheat. for sure. <laughs> awesome. Uh, now, uh, moving on to my favorite question, and that is, what is your favorite cover? Right now, I think my favorite cover is is Gideon Falls because of what they've done with it for so many different issues. So um, I think the power of doing the same um, kind of design in so many different ways over so many different issues, um, I found mm-hmm. that fascinating. And uh, I know there are a lot of co- covers uh, series that adopt a cover style and they do um, that cover in a, in a repetition like kill or be killed or yeah. um, there've been a few, but to do something like Gideon falls, the, the profile of a man uh, and, and, and do it in so many different ways. Um, I just found that I, I was, um, I wanted that. So that, <laughs> that was, yeah. I, I knew that was uh, that the, the, um, the depth of that, I really appreciated it. Um, so I can't, you know, remember um, older covers. When I think back to things that I read a long time mm-hmm. ago that inspired me, um, yeah. I have a hard time. I remember story. I don't remember covers as much. So um, right. that, that was tricky to me. Um, to to but but in terms of something that I right now appreciate, I'd say get the whole Gideon Falls cover. Yeah, man, some beautiful covers there. Um, just look at specifically looking at the uh, the the volume one cover, um, where you've kind of obviously got the the layout of uh, a silhouette of of the main character with the mask on, but it's actually the city, like it's an aerial view. Yeah, of, of the city. Um, so that's incredible not, they're all like that yes if, yeah no, they're all like that yeah. listening and you haven't read gideon falls every single one is this kind of double exposure experience of two images both the image yeah. of the man but there's one of like all clocks and gears and there's yeah, one really of cool. like, birds and it just continually finds a way it's just very evocative and i and i i really appreciate uh, uh the artist andrea Sorrentino, I think, just continually finding ways to to do that premise in in a new and, and thought provoking way. So yeah, nah, that's really cool. It's a great one. Uh, now uh, moving on to one of our most interesting questions, and that is, what's the most meaningful comic to you? Most meaningful. Um, well, I would say. Anything from Warren Ellis's catalog in 2001 to, to 2003 is, is a pretty um, pretty safe bet for me. But if I had to pick, I mean, probably, um, probably Transmetropolitan, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, I think that was that was one that made me just blew my mind in terms of um, of uh, what what comics could be. And when I was just getting back into comics and 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 discovering um, discovering kind of the concept of, of creator owned and 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 original content in comics at the beginning of the of the two thousands and reading that and kind of going. 
this is just so creative and so, so, um, so much commentary and so much depth. So that was, a, and that kind of really made me want to, to, to do it. I mean, um, he's got definitely, um, Warren Ellis definitely has a, an edgier vibe than I naturally gravitate towards in my own work. But, um, I really appreciated, um, the, the kind of subtle satire and the, 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 the way he looked at the world. And, uh, so that was, that was something that inspired me to get into comics. So, so yeah, Transmetropolitan, um, for sure. Fantastic choice. That's great. Um, and then, uh, another interesting question and that is what is the most underrated comic? The most underrated comic of all, of all time or just, uh, one right now. Um, yeah, one right now. One right now can be good. I mean, the Savage sure is is, is becoming less underrated and more rated because um, uh, it's a it, it's getting a lot of talk um, by Ram right. V. That's a, a vault comic, and it was very yes. Eisner nomination worthy. Um, it's a brilliant comic. Um, and I think uh, the Fearscape is another brilliant comic um, um, by Ryan O'Sullivan and Andrea Moody. Um, mm. Those are two pretty, pretty great ones right now. I always loved De-Evolution by Remender. I'm a huge Remender fan. And he published everything right. through Image. But this one comic, which I think was it through Dynamite, maybe? And um, I loved it. And... Uh, and you know, no one ever talks about that when they talk about Remender. But um, De Evolution was a a great Remender comic. Um, I mean, it's hard. The tricky challenge about this question is, in in order to answer what's underrated, you really have to be participating in a lot of conversations with other comic people about what they uh, like. And uh, and I kind of oftentimes don't get into those conversations where everyone evaluates every all of the comics. So I don't know. I could say something and people mm-hmm. go, no, 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 that's not underrated at all. That's quite right. Ra- <laughs> we all agree. That's quite rated. And I go, oh, well then I guess it's yeah. not underrated. I thought it might be underrated, but if, if you think it's not underrated, <laughs> then it's not underrated. But um, it is a tough one. It's a tough question. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess kind of the real aim of that is to try and uh, highlight one that, that you think would be uh, kind of worth kind of, shining a bit more light on i guess i mean i would say savage shores and fear fearscape in couple past oh. recent couple of years are phenomenal um Great. Uh, phenomenal books yeah nice man uh, now we come on to the most difficult question i'm afraid and that is for you what is the best comic of all time i mean this is a cheesy answer but uh, so good I like cheese. <laughs> when, when you ask what's one of the best movies of all time, you kind of got to consider certain things like Casablanca and Chinatown and Citizen Kane. They're just inherent. And I think one sure. of the best comics of all time is Watchmen. Um, I just think sure, that man. this premise is, and it's the premise and the execution and the amount of detail that went into it, all the layers of different, the, the, the historical layers. It's just so 
so good and well thought out. And, um, you know, I, I, every time I go back and read that comic, I, I unravel something more. And, um, I know they're probably, I'm not too familiar with the, um, how comics have flipped the script on superheroes, but the way that Watchmen yeah. flipped the script on superheroes and, and, and took this genre of superheroes and completely turned it on its head. Um, you know, this is where the boys comes from, which is now a big hit and, and, uh, umbrella Academy, which is now a big hit, all of these things and, and black hammer, all of these things, these stories about the, the humanity and morality or immorality and the, the complication of, of, of donning this mantle of a superhero that we've come to, to have in our very societal fabric. Um, all of these things that say, well, well, here's the, the the harsh truth about how tormenting that would be, and how hard it would be, and how how complex it would be. I mean, I know sometimes superhero comics do that to small degrees, but the way Watchmen did it, I I think it it created a conversation that's still going on about the nature of superheroes. So I think that you, you can't you can't beat that for me, and and it's such an inner I always enjoy reading it. So um, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a very obvious answer and go with Watchmen. <laughs> but very worthy as well. You know, it's, it is. It's one of the, it's definitely one of the best comics of all time. And that kind of goes without saying, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. Totally. Uh, now uh, we come on to our last question in regards to comics. And that is, if you could only take one comic into the apocalypse, which would it be? It's not, I can't take mine into the uh, apocalypse. I take someone else's. Uh, you, can, you can if you won't. <laughs> I, I, I might be tempted to take mine only to remind myself of, of what was uh, because I'm going to be living yeah. in, a, in a cave. for. So I, I might like to live vicariously through my own, um, my own work for, for a moment um, just to, to that nostalgia. Um, but... If I could have one, you know, something that just brings one comic that just brings me true joy again and again is deadly class. I don't know why it is, but I really just, I, I really like the kind of doesn't, it doesn't care. It's this kind of story about, about, kids tossed aside and, and finding their own way. It it, may, it, it makes me feel like an adolescence again in a good, in a good way. Um, I just love that one. I I've read the first volume so many times. So sometimes, sometimes it's not always the best comic of all times, but something that I just continue to connect to again and again. And I could, I could just read, mm-hmm. read that, that over and over again. And I, um, so somewhere in there, Maybe maybe one of mine and, and Deadly Class Volume One because I'm also in a hurry. I'm packing up the kids. I'm like, well, oh shit, exactly. aliens are coming. I don't have time to like hypothesize which <laughs> is going to be the most important to, to hold or what's going to give me relevance. I just need something to read uh, once the kids yeah. are in bed, and I just need something that I go to. I used to always, you know, um, when I come back late at night after when I was younger, and I'd go out to you know um, 
stay out all night and I'd come back. I'd always put on like something like Austin Powers to, to fall asleep to or something oh, yeah. that was like, yeah, yeah, classic. I just knew that I would enjoy. Yeah. And so I think, um, I was such a matrix kid. Like there whenever I was out like on yeah, the town and like come back, like on goes the matrix. I fall asleep by the pill scene, but so, right. So, it, it, you know, what are you taking with you? I need to take something with me that just feels comfortable. And, uh, that would be deadly class. So. That's great, man. Um, and then along with, uh, your own, um, volumes of, of comics, <laughs> deadly class, of course. Um, and, uh, what weapon tool or useful item would you like to take in with you as well? Uh, I thought about this. If I manage to survive and humanity is rebuilding itself, uh, I'm going to have my camera, a camera with me. Uh, the internet will clearly be destroyed and be down and the ability Mm -hmm. to document something going on, uh, and then share that with people or to trade, uh, uh, a camera or a photo that I think is an invaluable uh, piece of a tool that uh, that will uh, make me king of all the uh, cave dwellers because I have my camera. So. <laughs> Definitely, like the history needs to be recorded. History needs to, history needs to be recorded. Weddings and 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 births need to be documented. We need to show that the evil yeah. baron across the gorge is stealing our crops and what better we can't we can't take the word of our scouts we have to take photographs to prove that our new uh, post-apocalyptic armies must invade his territory all of this is going to be done with a camera the the which people may forget is just i can just tell them it it takes pictures of your soul i don't know what people will believe exactly so it is it is the clickety clickety click. The clickety click forever tells us what to do. You're going all cloud atlas on a sack. It's just yeah, there's a lot of opportunity with this one. So I'm gonna go with because uh, I don't I don't think any technology will be around and I think there'll be plenty of weapons and, and food. So I'm going with camera. Nice man. Great choice. Well, Zach Kaplan, thank you so much for sharing your comics with the apocalypse. Thank you very much. Thank thank you. Oh, no worries. And, and one more time for our listeners, where can they find you online? Uh, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Zach Kapp, Z-A-C-K-K-A-P-S. And uh, my latest work is Join the Future, which uh, just hit issue two yesterday from Aftershock Comics. And, and you guys can all uh, go uh, take a read. Check it out. Oh, absolutely. And, and just to give uh, listeners kind of a bit of... Uh, uh, a bit of garnish um what what can they expect from join the future join the future uh is a sci-fi western but it is uh not firefly it is very grounded uh and and it takes place in the future where mega cities uh now populate the united states and uh what we know of as the american small town is all but uh, fading away and dying. Only a few residents live in the rural countryside, still trying to cling on to an existence without technology, without Uber convenience, and just with the idea of knowing your neighbor and doing things yourself and, and seeing the stars. And uh, those two worlds of uh, future megacities that offer everything you could ever want and uh, the, the nature of the small town, those two worlds collide and uh, it's a kind of 
Hunger Games-esque uh, kind of um, proportion, um, all in uh, a revenge story of a, a young teenage girl who finds herself in the, in the middle of these two worlds. So that is Join the Future. Fantastic. And yeah, it's, it started off really well, Zach. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to to reading it on a monthly basis. So Thank I appreciate you, your, all your hard work. Thank you. Thank you. It's a great, and it's a phenomenal art team too. Peter Kowalski, Brad Simpson, and Hassan Otsman El Hau. They just—it's one of the best looking books out there right now. It's gorgeous. So, uh, um, I encourage everyone to check it out. Absolutely, and join the future, of course. Yes, join the future, right? <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Zach, thank you again for your time today. It's been thank a real you. pleasure, and uh, hopefully, our paths will cross at some point um, at a Comic Con. In the when in the nearish future, yeah. when, we, when we all can cross our paths again, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, Zach. Well, thanks again, and you take Thanks-y care. Sam. Have a good one. You too, man. Bye. Thanks again to Zach for being on Comics for the Apocalypse. It was an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes or whichever podcast service you use. As not only will it let me know that you liked it, but believe that. It helps make other people aware of the show as well. Uh, If you'd like to check out Zach's work or follow him on social media, those links are in the show notes, along with all of our own links to the various areas of the internet. And that's my daughter, by the way, just so you know. Uh, Speaking of which, if you haven't already, be sure to visit Comic Scene Magazine's website at comicscene.org for comic news and other fun sequential art stuff. And finally, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the next week, I'll see you next Monday. Bye for now.